add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare It's good to live Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry And welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, you can send us your questions. It's hashtag Real Health Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and realhelp at independent.ie for email. Every single week, we aim to give you tips, tools, tricks to improve your health. And on today's show, it's no different, but we've no guests whatsoever. For the next half an hour, it's going to be myself giving you the top 10 commandments of health. It's a thing I get asked all the time by clients and at events. What are the best things I can do? So I thought I'd come up with my top 10, write them down, and over the course of the next 30 minutes, spend a little bit of time discussing each one, why it's important, why it's beneficial, and what it's going to do for your health. In terms of the health space, it's full of really confident, almost brash fitness professionals giving lots of content. And to be honest, I think it's time to put the record straight. Give you the simple things that work on every single podcast that we do. That's very much the goal. Make it simple, make sure it works, and give you the best content that I possibly can. So get your pen and get your paper ready. For the next 25 to 30 minutes, we're going to talk the top 10 commandments of health. We're going to start with the first one, and that is find fitness that is fun. If something is fun, it's enjoyable, the chances are you're going to make it last in the long term. I'm always meeting people who've done the quick fix, they've done the fad, it's four weeks, it's 10 days, it's a mad kind of quick fix adventure. And guess what? That's exactly that. It's a quick fix because it doesn't last. If you don't don't like going to the gym in the morning, well then don't try and go every single morning during the week. Go when it suits you. Go when you'd like to train. Find an exercise that's enjoyable. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be the obvious ones. It could be paddleboarding, it could be surfing, it could be cycling, mountain biking, hill walking. There's so many things around that you can do. It doesn't have to be the obvious things, but just keep searching and keep trying them and try and find something that is fun. If you're listening in and you have a family, that's even more important. Children need to find fun sports. So as a family unit, what we get our clients to do, well, it's pretty simple. But each member of the family to pick a different sport to try every couple of weeks. And that exposes uh, the children and the family itself to lots of different things. And when it's enjoyable, it lasts. Whether for an adult or for a child, it's pretty much the same tip. So no matter what fitness you do, make sure it's fun. And if it's not fun, don't attempt to do it. Don't spend your money and don't waste your time. Because again, it's not going to last. There's not a hope it's going to last in the long run. So that's the first tip. Make it fun. The second commandment is to apply the 80-20 rule when it comes to food. There's so many diets. We've had lots of interesting guests on over the last couple of weeks. We've had Orla Walsh, we've had the food medic talking about diets and talking about food. To be honest, the healthiest way and the healthiest approach is to apply the 80-20 rule. And what is that? Well, it's pretty simple. 80% of the time, you're really good and really healthy. And then 20% of the time, you're having your treat. 
It's a balanced approach to health. It's not eliminating anything out of your diet. Again, the elimination diets, they don't work in the long term. The short term, yes, but in the long term, definitely not. So most of the time you're good. And then every now and again, you have your treat, whether it's a treat meal out, whether it's a couple of drinks at the weekend, whatever it may be, that's what creates the balance that you're looking for. It's the easiest way to stay healthy. The couple of key tips based around that, whenever your treat night or your treat meal is, the first meal the next day is absolutely crucial. If you go out over the over the weekend and have a couple of drinks, that first meal and the next day is so, so important. If it's healthy, chances are the rest of the day is going to be healthy too. And if it's not, well, it'll spiral out of control from there. The carb fest kicks in and you're going to want to eat all kinds of things. So balance is really important. No elimination diets in terms of your food. Lots of colour. We had Orla Walsh talking about that a few weeks ago. Slow down your eating. But again, don't try to cut everything out. Just, you know, make your diet really simple, really straightforward. And just think 80-20. So have your treats, but back on track straight away. That's the simplest way to keep your diet and keep your food really, really good. Okay, so the third one. This is one of the most important ones that most people miss. It's about surrounding yourself with positivity and surrounding yourself with health. For example, if your friends spend all of their time in the pub at the weekend, where are you going to spend your time? Chances are in the pub. If your friends run 5Ks or go cycling or hill walking, well, that's where you're going to spend time as well. So creating a positive network and a network of health is absolutely crucial for lifelong health and making those healthy associations. So outside of the workplace, again, it's, a, it's clubs and it's events. Uh, it could be a triathlon club, could be a running club, hill walking club, surfing, no matter what it may be. If it's healthy, well, it's going to increase the chance that you're going to be healthy as well. But also in terms of your friends, in terms of your, your network within work, surrounding yourself with positivity will improve your own mood and your own positivity for the day as well. It's simple. But just watch it. That also applies to social media in terms of who you follow. If you follow me on social media, you'll see I post that every now and again. To filter through your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat. And delete the accounts that aren't having a positive impact on your day. Do they take away from your day? Do they drag you down? Are you jealous looking at the posts? A, a lot of them are fake anyway. We know that. But B, they'll actually pull your mood down. So just, you know, surround yourselves with one, ones that improve your mood. And it's something I do all the time. Every kind of week I go through them, I filter it, I bring it down and make sure that the people on there are making a positive impact on my day. It's really, really important. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting you, you uh, get rid of your friends. No, but I am suggesting you f make friends with people that are healthy. That's really important. One of the other lessons within that is that if you want to get fitter or faster or stronger, well, then train with people who are fitter or faster or stronger than you are. Uh, many years ago, I was training for my first marathon. I was aiming to break four hours. I did 4.36 from recollection of 4.37. It took me four marathon attempts to break four hours. And the year that I did it, I ran with people who ran sub 3.30s. So some of my training runs, I associated with them, I trained with them, and I got fitter myself, and I got the results I was looking for. So it's really important, that direct network, those that you surround yourself with in terms of training, in terms of work, and in terms of life, have a massive, massive difference on your uh, on your health. So let's summarize the first three. Remember, write it down. Here we go. So first of all, find a fitness that's fun. Second, the 80-20 rule when it comes to food and when it comes to lifestyle. And then thirdly, surround yourself with positivity. They're easy, 
that make a massive difference. If you don't believe me, with any of these tips, you can apply one of them. You can apply all 10 if you really want to. Try it for seven days. And if it doesn't make a difference, send us, a, send us an email, send us a tweet, because trust me, these work. They seem very easy, but they make a massive, massive difference to your health. The fourth tip, one that not that many people do. It's becoming really popular, but again, not enough people are doing it. And that's resistance training or resistance exercise. What is it? It's basically lifting a weight. Uh, we're all weights. Everyone listening in is a weight. Uh, you go to a gym, you can lift more weights if you want to. Resistance exercises, anything that lifts a weight in any way, shape, or form. So, listening to the podcast, if you get up off your chair, sit back down again and stand back up, that's a squat, for example. A press up on the floor is resistance exercise. A plank, for example. A lunge, a genuflection. They're all really good forms of resistance training. We do a lot of corporate work around the country. And when we do sur surveys in the seminars about how many people do resistance training, it's generally 10% or less within the groups. There are exceptions, but they would be the normal, kind of one in 10. It is amazing for absolutely everything when it comes to health. It's gonna improve your cardiovascular fitness. It's gonna improve your muscular fitness. It's gonna improve your bone health, your mood. It'll reduce your risk of arthritis. It'll reduce your risk of cardiovascular uh, disease, which in Ireland we have a huge problem with. In terms of how to start it, okay, well you can go to a gym if you want, you can go to a personal trainer, that's what we do, but let's make it free, and let's make it even easier. So, as ever, check out my column in, 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 on the Irish Independent every Tuesday, that will have tips, you can look at websites like YouTube, we'll have lots of trainers on it, you find one that you like, that you like to follow, and uh, you can follow those for free. The Operation Transformation website stays live all year round, we have five different body types, we build the programs for those five body types, and you have a, a structured program to follow, for an eight week period. So there are free ways of doing it. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Getting involved in a class can be a really good way to, to improve your resistance training because you have a trainer who's keeping an eye on you. If you are in a class and the trainer isn't giving you attention, change the class. It's not their workout, it's your workout. You should be getting attention and structure and improvements and tips from the trainer during that session. That's really, really, really important. So give resistance exercise a try. Tonight when you go home, when you're sitting on the couch, stand up and sit down by 20 and do it 20 times. That's 20 squats and that's resistance training. It'll be brilliant for your mood, for your energy. And actually what it really does is it slows down the aging process. As your body gets older, it increases its fat mass and reduces your muscle mass. So to get around that, you've got to do some resistance training to slow that rate down. And it'll help to speed up your metabolic rate as well. Simple but most people don't do it. And as I said, you can go more complicated joining a gym or joining a personal trainer, but let's make it free because free is simple and free is lovely. So do some resistance exercise. That's commandment number four. My fifth commandment is one that is so important. It's about planning, preparing, and scheduling your health into your week. Every single Sunday, if you follow me on Twitter, I post a to-do list up to improve people's health. Um, quite random. Some of them have hugs and love and smile in, in them, but... The thing is, every single week, myself and my clients, we schedule our weeks out. We get out my diary. I plan out when I'm going to train. I've done my food shop. I plan out what I'm going to cook and eat for the week. And my whole week is scheduled out so I can see where I'm going to be. And I plan around that for health. In terms of food, the easiest way to do that is in one big food shop every single week, stocking anywhere you spend time with food. So if you're listening to this commuting and you have a bag with you, that bag needs to have water, it needs to have fruit, it needs to have nuts, seeds, things that you can snack on, or protein balls, if you want to make some protein balls at the weekend, fantastic. In work, same thing, water, fruit, all the things you want to have to eat, 
surround yourself with them. And then when you get home, you want to know that you have food there that's ready to eat and ready to cook. So that one big food shop in terms of your food is the best planning thing you can do. In terms of preparation, batch cooking has become really important. Sunday should be spent cooking some meals, stocking the fridge and stocking the freezer so you know that you have meals there and food that's ready to eat. You can bring it into work with you. You can have it after the gym. Just prep a little bit more makes a huge amount of difference. And then scheduling is scheduling in your workouts. When are you going to train? How does your week look? At the moment, I'm training for a race around Ireland, a four-day endurance bike race, um, myself and three other guys. I have a load of training to do, but this morning I started at half six, half five in the morning and I'm going to finish the night at nine o'clock. It was the same yesterday and the same the day before. Therefore, I couldn't schedule any training in whatsoever, but that's okay because we plan for that and you know where your diary is going to look like. So I'm training tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday and put bigger sessions in on those days because I have more time. So not only does the scheduling help in terms of the actual training, it takes the stress out of your week, you know what your week's going to look like and you can build your health and build your training around that. When are you going to run? When are you going to do the exercise? When are you going to go to the gym? All these simple little tips make a big, big difference. Okay, we're halfway through. How are you doing so far? So, summarize, make it fun. The 80-20 rule. Positivity and surrounding yourself with it. Your resistance exercise and getting some form of resistance in and then planning, prepping and scheduling in your health is really, really important. These may seem super simple, but chances are you're not doing a lot of them. And by doing them, that's what's going to make all the difference. Okay, tip number six. You'll hear lots about water. Lots and lots and lots. So it is crucial in terms of hydration levels and keeping your energy up, improving your concentration, and really important for health. You should be drinking between two and three litres of water every single day. How do you do that? You can go with the glasses rule, but our cups would... I think people tend to forget what they've actually drunk. So get a one and a half litre bottle of water in the morning, fill it up, or get two one and a half litre bottles and fill them up. And before you go to bed, you have to have them finished. It's a measurable target. If you've listened to the podcast over the last couple of weeks or read any of my, my content in the Irish Independent, you'll know that I'm all about the measurement. Measurement's absolutely crucial when it comes to health. You have to measure something. So in terms of water, that's the way to do it. Two one and a half litre bottles and drink them during the day. It's crucial in terms of, as I said, in terms of energy and in terms of concentration, in terms of how you feel, how you sleep, in terms of your skin and in terms of your hydration. The way to check that, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, is when you go when you go to the toilet, it should be, it should be clear fluid that comes out. If it's yellow in any way, shape or form, uh, there's a problem. You haven't got your hydra- hydration levels sorted. So you're looking for clear liquid that comes out as opposed to yellow. The yellow is a sign of dehydration and just keep drinking your water until it's clear. If you don't drink a lot of water and you start drinking three litres a day, guess what? You are going to go to the toilet a huge amount for the first week or two, but you settle down, the body gets used to it and uh, that all calms down a little bit. There's a few important tips when it comes to water. One is don't flavor it with anything uh, in terms of a cordial or in terms of drops that go into the water or anything like that because that's just sugar and it's artificial sugar, so why bother adding it? Key thing is we get our clients to do, add fruit, add mint, uh, cucumber, or if you have fruit at home, we can just dice it up and put it into a jug and let it diffuse into the water naturally. It's a much healthier way as opposed to adding things to your water, such as cordials or sports drinks or sports supplements or things like that. Water on its own is absolutely fantastic. Just flavour it naturally yourself. That's absolutely crucial. Do tea and coffee count towards your water intake? In my opinion, definitely not. Water should be water. Uh, Tea and coffee are totally different. In terms of tea and coffee, you're looking probably two a day, not a whole lot more. Uh, The record with clients that I've met so far is 15 coffees. So try and bring it down as much as you possibly can. But in around two, 
is absolutely perfect. And then when it comes to juices and smoothies, I don't think they count either. Uh, if you're having juices, make sure they're freshly squeezed most of the time or have a relatively short shelf life. The shorter the shelf life, generally the better the product. And in terms of smoothies, if you're making them at home, have one piece of fruit and the rest vegetables. Vegetables, if you have loads of them going off or if you have a family, and find that your children really don't want to eat vegetables, you can blend them into a smoothie, a little bit of yogurt, add the vegetables in, and one piece of a really strong tasting fruit, such as a pear or a kiwi or something like that. And it's a really good way of getting extra vegetables into your diet. So we'll pull it back, your water, it's two to three liters every single day. Make it visual, one big bottle or two big bottles in the morning, fill them up, and need to have them finished as the day goes on. Commandment number six, is a nice one. You're going to like this one. It's having a full rest day every single week. So people can often overtrain. They can overdo it with enthusiasm. There's a holiday coming up or a wedding coming up or something and they can push the body that little bit too hard. And again, this stops you from getting healthy. It puts the body into an overtraining uh, situation. Never good. So one full rest day per week where you do absolutely no intensive exercise whatsoever. You kick back, you relax, this can be a Saturday, it can be a Sunday, it can be during the week, it doesn't really matter. But the key thing is you have one day where you let the body recover. It's crucial. Just allow the body to rest, let the mind rest, and you'll exercise much harder and get much better sessions done as the week goes on when you get that rest day in. There are a few components of rest to look out for. One is your sleep. We're going to talk about sleep in commandment number 10. But sleep is really important. Even power naps during the day can help really well if your body's very, very tired. Hydration is really important in terms of recovery too. And obviously the amount of protein that you're taking on board is crucial. Protein is the main nutrient for recovery in terms of getting the, the, the muscles to grow back together that little bit stronger. You're aiming for generally between one and a half to two grams of protein per kilo body weight which is an ideal amount of protein to help you recover. Um, the Irish rugby team, high-end sport teams, are generally on about 3.5 to 4 grams. So generally 1.5 to 2 grams of, of protein per kilo is a nice little way to work out how much protein should be having per day and aim to get it in evenly throughout the day because it is the key food for recovery. You don't need the protein shake after. Ideally make it real food as well. It's far healthier and there's far less sugar on board. Commandment number 8. This one is kind of nice. It's about reflection and it's about progress, which sounds like a funny one. But actually, stepping back from your health, stepping back from the exercise that you're doing, the running or the exercise in the gym, and looking at how you've gone, what your progress is like, is it the kind? Of, are they the kind of results that you're looking for? Are they not? Uh, are you doing too much? Are you doing too little? Could you be doing more? Could you fit it into your day better? The reflection component of health is really, really important. It's something that a lot of people miss, but it's... Ideally, on the rest day, it works really well. It's something that we would do as a business. Um, generally, twice a year, we reflect on, on the progress that we've made. But even personally, training for the race around Ireland, I'll step back every kind of three to four weeks in my recovery week and look at the training that I've done, look at the training that I have to do, and ask the questions that make sure that I'm training hard enough and getting the, the, the best progress. So it's actually really important. It'll help you structure your training in a slightly better way. It'll help you get better results. And it also helps you to refocus. What is your goal? What are you training towards? And what are you aiming for in terms of health? Because remember, we all need something to work towards. So having that reflection and finding something to work towards is really, really important. How are we getting on? Okay, commandment number nine. We're nearly there. It's about facing your fears and pushing yourselves out of your comfort zone. When it comes to health, it's great to improve it. But it's also fantastic to do something a little bit different and make health challenging. There's lots of reasons for this. One, it gives you a purpose. Two, you'll train that a little bit better. Three, 
You'll generally do something that you're not used to, something new, something fresh, something enjoy enjoyable, because of the fact that you haven't done it before. So by making it different, it could be a 5K run, it could be a marathon, it could be a charity cycle, it could be surfing, it could be absolutely anything, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, you're doing something that's out of your comfort zone, you're using your fitness and you're using your, your confidence, gain from your fitness to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Um, my own fear, for example, is actually public speaking. I had a stammer when I was in school. I wouldn't read aloud in class. Uh, when I get really nervous, my stammer sometimes kicks back in. I have a slight lisp when I talk. And yet, my voice has become a huge amount, of, a huge part of what I do, both in terms of television work and both in terms of, obviously, the podcast now. So, coming into studio is scary, but yet, I love to do it because the goal is to tell as many people as possible about health and to have guests on every single week where we can improve your health and that pushes through the fear factor. So by setting the right target, doing something that's outside the comfort zone, it really helps you to push on your confidence, push on your fitness, and push on just everything around you, that the positivity components, everything improves by just doing something a little bit scary. And as you do that more and more often, you generally go for scarier and scarier things. And that's kind of exciting too, it's kind of nice. Okay, commandment number 10, the final one, is about your sleep. Generally, in Ireland, we don't sleep enough. Uh, sleep is your body's component of recovery. It's where it recovers from the from the day, from your training, from work, from stress. And we generally need eight, six to eight hours a night. Eight seems to be about right. And there's a couple of very simple tips that you can do to help to improve your sleep. The first one, it, the, it's my favorite tip of the moment. It's one of them giving absolutely everywhere, and I think it's really beneficial. Uh, I've tried it myself. We're now on day, I think we're on day 20-something, of having the phone outside the bedroom. We don't sleep with our phones anymore. They're in the hall. We can still hear them ring if someone needs to contact us. But by having the phone outside the room, you tend to sleep deeper. You don't wake up looking for your phone, looking at your phone, and you tend to relax that little bit more. Um, so try that. It may be a little bit scary. We're very attached to our phones, but try it. Leave it outside the bedroom for one night and try and build it up. Again, use a seven-day target. Track it over seven days. Try it for seven days and just watch what happens and watch the difference. It'll massively improve your sleep. Um, the second one is similar. It's based around screen time. So ideally, there should be 30 minutes of no screen time before you try it and go to sleep. No TV, no iPad, no tablet, no phone for half an hour before you try and go asleep. This allows you a little bit of time to unwind. It allows you a bit of time to unravel from the day, to prepare yourself for the fact that you're actually gonna go to sleep. Um, the light from the screens will definitely affect your sleep. We know that. So by cutting that light out, it's really important. But also it gives you a chance to chat uh, with your partner, with your friends. All People generally go to bed now glued to something, watching something. The ability to talk is a lovely way to unravel the day. And especially if you have a family, meal times should be meal times uh, away from screens and away from phones. That's important. In terms of sleep, the next tip is about food. And in an ideal world, having two hours from your two to three hours from your last meal before you go to sleep. This allows your body a little bit of time to digest the food that you've had so that you're not digesting your food straight away. If, like me, you get home late and you have to eat when you go home, try and eat your bigger meal during the day and your lighter meal at night. So avoid red meat, for example, at night. It takes a little bit longer time to break down. Go for lighter foods such as fish, salads. Uh, the lean proteins, chicken and turkey are fine. But it comes back to chewing your food a little bit more during your meal and slowing your meal down if you're eating late. That's absolutely crucial. But try and have your bigger meal during the day and your lighter meal at night. 
that's important. In terms of caffeine, you're looking at generally from 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening onwards as, a, as a, a, having no caffeine in your diet whatsoever to improve your sleep patterns. I know it is warm at the minute, um, so in terms of tips for that, the obvious, the best one I can give you is have a cold water bottle in your bed, which sounds really strange. But what it'll do is it'll cool the bed down massively. It makes a huge difference. And ideally, you should be having two duvets, one summer one and one winter one, and having the, uh, the summer one out, which is lighter. If you have a partner who loves a really warm duvet, you can get a half and half duvet, which will make a huge difference. So you can pick your different togs factor for each side. Ten simple commandments will make a huge difference to your health. Let's have a quick run through. So the first one again, it's finding fitness that's fun. If it's fun, it's enjoyable, it will last. The second, apply the 80-20 rule in terms of food and in terms of lifestyle. So good most of the time and with the odd treat. Commandment number three, surrounding yourself with positivity and getting more optimistic, positive people into your life. That's absolutely crucial. Commandment number four, resistance training. Remember, we are all weights. Therefore, a squat is, is resistance training, a press-up, anything like that, really important. Number five, plan, prep, and schedule your food, your exercise, and your week. Number six, pulling back to your water. Remember, one and a half liter bottle or two in the morning and have them drunk before you go to bed. Number seven, having your full rest day per week, a little bit of downtime, letting the body recover. Number eight, the one that most people don't do, reflect and look at your progress and your and measure your health. That reflection is crucial. Are you getting going to get to where you want to be? If not, what changes can you make to make that happen? Commandment number nine, face your fears. Do something outside of your comfort zone. Use your fitness and use your health. It's really, really important because it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fresh. And it's nice to do something a little bit different and be exciting every now and again. So give it a go. And commandment number 10, pulls it back to sleep. As I said, with these commandments, you can do one, you can do 10 if you really want to. They're simple, they work. And I can tell you that from 17 years of experience, I've been personal training a long time. These are the best tips I can give you. There's no ego attached to them. There's no product attached to them. They're just very, very simple things that will make a huge difference to your health in the long term. As ever, try them, see how you go. If you have any feedback or any amazing results, do let us know. It's hashtag Real Health Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and realhealth at independent.ie for our email address. Thank you so much for listening so far. We have some amazing guests coming up over the next couple of weeks, including one big trip where I'm traveling to Boston. I can't tell you who yet, but you're just going to have to follow us on social media to find out who that guest is going to be. It's a first ever podcast interview, so I'm super excited about it. And we have lots more brilliant guests coming later on in the year for you too. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As ever, don't forget to rate and review. Every week we bring you tips that work, tips that are simple and tips that improve your health. And these 10 commandments of health are no different whatsoever. Give them a go, see how you get on and don't forget to let me know. As ever, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Leia Healthcare, it's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.